This is the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for March and April of 2023. Mid-March is a time of recalibrating and planning for many North American Corn Belt farmers. There is still snow on the ground in many places and cold weather is having its impact, hanging on more than we want. However, it's also a time when corn planters are rolling in the more southern regions, giving us, us a taste of what is to become widespread over the next eight weeks. At the same time, all the macroeconomic and geopolitical forces continue to buffet the grain market. There is also that big agricultural economic impact from the southern hemisphere, whose crops are being harvested now. What will the year bring looking forward? Well, the USDA weighed in with their latest WASDE report March 8th. The March USDA report is usually a minor comment on what's happening sandwiched between the bigger numbers of January and the prospective planning report, which will come at the end of this month. On March the 8th, the USDA lowered corn export demand by 75 million bushels and consequently increased ending stocks for corn by the same amount. There was nothing other significant in the corn complex coming out of the March 8th report. Corn ending stocks now have been adjusted to 1.342 billion bushels, which if you are measuring is the second lowest ending stocks for corn over the last nine years. Now on the soybean side of the ledger, the USDA decreased oil crop ending stocks to 210 million bushels, which was a decrease of 15 million bushels from last month's report. On the global front, the Brazilian soybean crop production this year was left unchanged at 153 million metric tons, which was a bit of a surprise as private analysts have put in a little bit lower. However, the USDA did decrease Argentinian soybean production by 8 million metric tons to 33 million metric tons. The U.S. and Brazilian soybean export number was raised partly to reflect the lower production coming out of Argentina. U.S. domestic wheat ending stocks were left unchanged at 568 million bushels. On March 10th, corn, soybeans, and wheat futures were lower than the last Market Trends report. May 2023 corn futures were at 617 a bushel. The December 2023 corn futures contract sits at 557. The May 2023 soybean futures were at 1507 a bushel. And the November 2023 soybean futures stood at 1357. The May 2023 Chicago wheat futures closed at 679 a bushel. And the Minneapolis March 23rd, or the Minneapolis March 2023 wheat futures closed at $8.30 a bushel with the September 2023 contract closing at $8.22 a bushel. The nearby old futures as of March 10th closed at $76.68 a barrel, down from the nearby futures recorded in the last Market Trends report of $79.72 a barrel. The Canadian dollar noon rate on March 10th, 2023 was 0.7229 U.S., down versus the 0.7484 U.S. reported here in the last Market Trends report. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate increased to 4.5%. Now in Ontario, old man winter continues to hang on after a fairly benign January and February. The majority of the Ontario wheat now has snow cover at a time of the year when this is not always apparent. The weather forecast the rest of March is for a continuation of cold weather, which may impact the start of warm weather month activities. In fact, the way it is shaping up, we might transition right into summer. As it is, the 1.3 million acres of Ontario wheat looks to have survived what winter we did have. Canadian dollars retreated this past month, which has continued to keep a stimulus under the Ontario grain prices at a time where futures prices have decreased significantly. 
With the dollar at 0.7229 as of March 10th, it's hard to imagine going down further. However, anything below 75 cents U.S. can be classified as a very low Canadian dollar, and while this has detrimental effects on the price of farm inputs as well as fixed farm machinery assets, it almost always has a positive effect on Ontario cash grain prices. There's lots of old crop corn in the countryside, which Ontario buyers have been slow to take up at this time of the year. Now, despite that, basis levels for old crop and new crop corn are very similar to what they were a month ago. This is despite significantly lower futures values and a significantly lower Canadian dollar. Both old crop and new crop soybean basis levels in Ontario have increased over the last month despite lower soybean futures prices. This is a reflection of the direct relationship between a lower Canadian dollar value and Ontario cash soybean prices. The balance between the two is real from a marketing perspective and always must be watched. And you can check out our, all our Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Now the bottom line is grain futures prices have taken a step out of the trading ranges that we have seen over the last several months. We've seen corn prices go down 60 cents a bushel, soybean prices go down 30 cents a bushel, and wheat prices go down over a dollar a bushel over the last few weeks. And as we look into the weeks and months to come, it will be important to determine whether this is a long-term trend or only a momentary dip on the road back to the higher prices that we have become accustomed to. Wheat prices will continue to be a wild card looking ahead, but it's pretty clear how low is low. There is a deadline for a grain agreement on March 18th between Turkey, Russia, and Ukraine. However, there is really no solution to the war in that part of the world, only tough realities. As we move ahead, we can all hope for peace, but in lieu of that, we can only expect continued fracturing in Black Sea agricultural production and exports. This will surely manifest itself in volatile futures prices looking ahead. What we have seen in Brazil filling the production vacuum for the world. Argentinian grain production is cut in half because of the drought, but grain market but the grain market has shrugged that off largely because of the big production coming out of Brazil. This may mean that the new lower prices become more of a normal situation, especially if we have a good growing season this coming year in North America. Now much of this will depend on spring and summer weather looking ahead. And as every farmer knows, it is always difficult to tell what type of weather we will have. However, climate models agree that it looks like we're moving from a La Nina period of the last few years into an El Nino pattern. This has to do with changing ocean temperatures, but always has an effect on crop production in North and South America. And as we move into an El Nino pattern, this usually translates into good crop growing conditions in North America. And we are expecting to reach the threshold of transition in the spring and summer of 2023. Now for corn, like the other agricultural commodities, it's been down sharply over the last month. And many people feel like heading for the hills. However, remember that in the southern hemisphere, the safrina crop is being planted and there is a delay. Some parts of Brazil are seeing a wet soybean harvest and there may be some switching from corn into wheat or milo. Corn prices are still at good levels historically despite the higher costs of growing it. For instance, at the present time, you could make an argument that corn is going to be favored versus soybeans this spring in U.S. fields. It's hard to know, but do expect higher corn acreages in the U.S. versus what you have become accustomed to. And this surely has the potential to add to the corn supply in 2023. 
The May 2023 corn futures contract is currently 18 cents greater than the July 2023 contract, which is a bullish indication of old crop demand. The December contract is currently priced 8.5 cents below the March 2024 contract, which is considered a bearish indication of new crop demand. Seasonally, corn prices tend to peak in early June and bottom out in early October, and the new crop corn futures contract is currently in the 53rd percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now for soybeans, in Brazil, another record crop of soybeans is coming off, with 60% of the crop expected to be harvested by March 18th. Now some private forecasters have actually said it is slightly lower than that, but at these numbers, who is counting? Clearly this Brazilian crop is weighing on the soybean market and affecting all the grain price fundamentals around the world. We've been trading in a range that continues. For instance, when we reach up to the 1550 level, it seems difficult to get through that. However, when the price dips down to 1480, all the selling seems to dry up. The Argentinian drought was what it was, but much of the shortfall is being taken up by Brazil. We need to watch those future price levels to see if we break out of that trading range, either up or down. The May 2023 soybean futures contract is currently 13 cents above the July 2023 soybean futures contract, which is an indication of bullish old crop demand. The November 2023 soybean contract is currently 4.25 cents above the March 2024 soybean contract, which is a bullish indication of commercial demand. Seasonally, soybean prices tend to peak in early July and bottom in early October. The new crop futures contract is currently in the 71st percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now for wheat, wheat futures prices are pretty terrible compared to last year. For instance, Kansas City wheat, Minneapolis wheat, and Chicago wheat have reached new lows. French wheat has reached new lows, and who really knows what's going on with Russian wheat? The market is watching closely for an announcement on March 18th of a renewable of the agreement between Turkey, Ukraine, and Russia, and whether there will be a continuance of grain to safely leave Ukraine. If there is no agreement, it puts it at risk, the 3 million metric tons of wheat that is leaving Ukraine each week. Now, in Ontario, wheat prices are approximately $8.16 a bushel, old crop and new crop. This is significantly less than we got last year, and it surely will impact how wheat is looked at for the rest of 2023. However, it's too early to go there, especially with the fickle nature of wheat itself. Wheat is the only crop that we expose to four different seasons of the year. It can also be lost in the grading table. So as wheat producers, we have to hope for good things come this spring. Canadian dollar has lost over three cents against the U.S. dollar since February the 14th. You could argue that this is a precipitous drop at a price level that is also very low. Keep in mind that the Canadian dollar is a thinly traded currency on world markets, but also moves in an inverse fashion to the value of the U.S. dollar. This has happened in an interest rate environment which has been increasing lately despite the Bank of Canada keeping interest rates status quo in their last announcement. The recent drop in the Canadian dollar has been a laboratory example of how changes in Canadian basis levels through foreign exchange can sometimes be opposite to what grain futures markets are doing. For instance, we have seen this precipitous drop in the dollar at a time when grain futures prices have been moving quickly lower over the last few weeks. This has mitigated much of the price drop in Canadian dollar terms, and at the same time, if grain futures prices decide to rally in the next week or two, it might give tremendous opportunity to price Ontario grain, with the loonie being at 0.7229 U.S. The question is, what is low for a low Canadian dollar? We are still not near record low territory. 
Now, as we look ahead, amid the hypersonic missiles striking Ukraine, the next significant market-moving event historically has been the March 31st Perspectives Planning USDA report. Now, typically in the past, we have seen some violent movement with grain prices on this day because of surprises in average projections or acreage projections from the USDA. This has been mitigated the last several years, but there always is one or two surprises on these important market days. Now, does the American farmer grow far more corn than last year versus soybeans, or do they split the difference like they did last year based on higher fertilizer prices? Grain fundamentals still matter, and the propensity for the American farmer to grow record crops still must be respected. Now, the days ahead in Ontario will surely warm up, something that we've all been looking forward to. This will mean even more tangible changes on the farm as planters get pulled out of the implement sheds and production plans become even more focused. It will also represent a time where our grain marketing plans need to be focused and possibly recalibrated depending on the marketing factors that swirl within the grain complex. Standing market orders resting at your local elevator or regional processor are one way of mitigating those risks. There will be many grain marketing opportunities ahead. Risk management never gets old, and daily market intelligence will remain keen. This has been the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for March and April of 2023. I'm Philip Shaw.